Yeah, nothing more to talk about, right? We're just going to wing it and do see it. what we do, right? See what we do. Uh, and we'll make fun of Herman at his expense. And he can't defend yes, himself. Yes, and she cannot protect himself here. We <laughs> must. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and of course, whatever the heck else we want to talk about. Alex Herman is on vacation, so I will be driving today. My name is Brady Olson, and I am alongside Dave Kolachkowski. As always, Ian is our man behind the glass, doing our editing and making us sound better. And Jen has also been helping us run our social medias, which we've got some exciting things in the works there. Dave, excited? What do you want to talk about today? Uh, the podcast is undefeated today. That's what I'm pretty hyped about. Just want to throw that out there real quick. So It almost was a perfect yeah. weekend. If the Red Stars had gotten a win, we would have had oh, yes, that's all right. across the board. I was, thinking, I was EPL-centric there, but yes, we were one <laughs> away from perfection too. Yes. Yeah, it was pretty But exciting. yeah, um, more on topic, though, to what's kind of going on in the soccer world right now. Uh, Carly Lord uh, retired. Um, she's going to mm-hmm. or she's going to retire. Uh, she's finishing out the NWSL season. Um, and then they also announced four friendlies for the women's team coming up. So getting right back into it right after the Olympics. It's a good send off for her. I, I really appreciate it from the U.S. national team, as well as I think she has stuff in the works. Uh, she's not just going to walk away for no reason. She's too crazy, too soccer crazy for that. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to see her future endeavors. Nice. We also definitely need to talk about the Premier League is back, baby. Yes, it really is. It really is. Exciting stuff. No draws yeah. in the opening weekend, which is insane. Uh, yeah, perfect that's for awesome. Herman, wow. who didn't get to watch. <laughs> Yes, he would have been super happy to make a comment about that. But too bad. It'll probably be the one uh, week this year it'll happen. So <laughs> True, <Yeah>. true. <laughs> uh, we have to mention Germany, Spain, Holland. They all started this weekend as well. So Europe is back, baby. And uh, we were remiss yes. in, uh, we missed Portugal and France have been back for a couple weeks now. PSG is 2-0. And Messi has yet to play. They definitely needed yeah. him this season, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they're fine though, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll undefeated, be fine. so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's all gonna happen soon. Has Neymar even played this year yet? Like I feel like Ooh, that's it, a so. good question. Just saving them for the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, just don't even use them in the regular season. <laughs> Let's move on to some of our teams here. We have to do a quick Loons check-in just because our Herman is not here with us. But the Loons did lose to a Chicharita-less LA Galaxy. Ah. Tough stuff. And yes, laughing is the way to go about it, for sure. (laughs) Tough look. Tough look for Herman. The Galaxy are pretty good even without Chicharita this season. Greg Vanny has clearly taken over. However... We can't laugh too hard at Herman because his team is firmly in the playoff race and the fire are below the line right now. It's valid. That's valid. We'll move right in to the Homer sections. We'll start with the Red Stars. Uh, They played North Carolina Courage this weekend on Sunday. 
And the only goal of the game was scored by Amy Rodriguez from the spot. It was following Kayla Sharples misplaying a bouncing ball in the box. Softish handball, in my opinion. Dave, what do you think? (laughs) Yes, softish for sure. It's just weird, though. (laughs) Yeah, definitely awkward. (laughs) Juts her arm out in a weird way. And basically, anytime the ball is bouncing in the box and you're a defender, it's not a good thing. You want that out of there as soon as possible. Not great that that was the one one goal of the game, though. Right. Could have held Uh, on to a draw, probably, had that not happened. But oh, well. Right. There was the return of Emily Boyd in goal uh, following an ACL injury. That's pretty exciting. And then Zoe Morse also made her first career appearance in the NWSL for the Red Stars. Fun to see that. However, a 1-0 loss, never exciting. We've discussed the shooting accuracy before. Uh, Four for 21. Dave, do you think that's going to cut it? Nope. (laughs) Nope. Also, the possession in this game wasn't great. 40-60. In the Carolina Courage's side in favor. It did not look good. Which prompted me to look. Yeah. And it prompted me to look at some of the statistics for the entire season for the Red Stars. And they have the worst passing accuracy in the league at 69%. Yeah. Yeah, Not great. (laughs) Also nice. (laughs) But not, not great as far as the rest of the teams are up in the 70s and higher. Uh, also, the the numbers love the Portland Thorns, who are crushing everyone in the league right now. Shout out to them, and hopefully we play them when we are fully, fully informed. Julie Ertz is back and yes. can run around and break full stuff squad. up. Yeah, but we will need the full yes. squad because the Thorns are nasty this year. But we are a Red Stars podcast. We're going to move back to them. They play Racing Louisville on Wednesday, and our podcast typically is released on Thursdays. So we won't have, we don't have enough information to say anything about them. Hopefully we'll be celebrating a win with you next week on Monday. However, for some context, they're tied in expected goals per game with the Red Stars. We know that Louisville will create. However, they have the worst expected goals against from anyone in this, in the league. Basically, Excellent. Red Stars should expect to score is what that means. Let's do it. Let's put it away. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pew, pew. <laughs> keep her shooting boots on. She actually had quite a few good opportunities in this game and was just just off. So I, you'd wish she'd score, but we can't always ride only Mal Pew. <laughs> no, that's true. So Fire played the Columbus crew on Sunday, the horrible yellow team from Columbus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first half, and and before we go super into it, Columbus actually have had a tough time creating opportunities other than set pieces recently, which I found interesting and definitely was a theme in this game. I felt like uh, while they seemed to be kind of in control of the ball, like throughout the game, I, I agree with that. It seemed like they were the most threatening from the set pieces. That was when I was the most nervous. So mm. <laughs> Certainly. Other than maybe in the fourth minute when Nagby got the ball right around the edge of the box and shot that cider, uh, he was like, yeah. just inches off that far post. And Nagby is one of the most dangerous players for me on the yeah. crew. No, he definitely like threatening the entire game too. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I agree with you though. The teams, there was sort of space in weird places. The crew play with a four, two, three, one, which meant that they had space, tons of time and space for their outside backs. It just seemed like they had no idea what to do with it because mm-hmm. the fire had that blanket of players across the middle of the field 
really gummed up the center of the midfield. And I liked that Nagby was other than that early shot, there wasn't much from him, which definitely was essential. Yeah. I was going to ask though, too, like just kind of stepping back real quick mm-hmm. though. What did you think of like the squad um, when we first got to the stadium as well? Like I was not expecting um, to not see so many of the key players like lined right. up. and not, not only that just due to injury, but there were some people that, that were just kind of left on the bench, like Barrich again has not mm-hmm. been starting. So it was just kind of wild. Yeah. I mean, Barrich is quite snake bit right now and we need him to score. Stojanovic yeah. is our leading scorer still following this game. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, Barrett should be up there as well. I, it was, you and I both saw it. The injury list was longer than our subs, our bench. Yeah. <laughs> Madron was down. It really was. was down. It really <laughs> made the selections make sense because who else are you going to pick other than possibly Barrett? Uh, I thought yeah. 04 played quite well. Uh, I thought Collier did a good job. Uh, and then Jimenez was in two places at once all game. Right. And then there was no sign of uh, our new signing, Federico Navarro, either. So, right. Yeah, that was he's a bummer. Still, I'm sure he's still getting paperwork through and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, paperwork can get in whatever requirements serve with his health and fitness with the let's team. Go a so, quick. yeah, <laughs> faster. <laughs> and I meant for him, like, let's get yeah, him in the yeah. squad, please. <laughs> yes, please, please, please. But hey, um, it ended up not mattering, right? So, <laughs> right, right, yeah. The crew did not create very much, and it seemed like the fire were in pretty good control. And then there finally was the moment, the breakthrough for the fire. Uh, Stojanovic started from out left, carried the ball into the box, couple passes, ball bouncing around. Stojanovic just carried his run, and then uh, look what I found off the thigh, and I'm just going to smash into the back of the net. Yeah, I thought it was pretty electric, even though it wasn't really necessarily planned that way. Yeah. Like he just had that awareness and he's got that confidence right now. So he's our guy. Picked the wrong uh, leading scorer this year. For yeah, he did. Sure. <laughs> yeah. A couple Seems goals off him. as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brian Gutierrez was part of the play as well, which was fun to see. He had the confidence mm-hmm. to take a shot on, which is how the ball ended up at Stojanovic's thigh, which is great. And we like that. All right. So uh, there was a double switch. Uh, uh, Gutierrez and Barrett came on for Callier and um, 04 at that time. So that was kind of cool to see that change happen. And then you know, kind of led to this eventually as well. Much needed personnel change. Nothing was really going on with those two, especially uh, Callier. He just was disappointing. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah. The, the guy in front of us mentioned that he, he, he was, why is Collier starting? And then we saw the injury list. And then I turned to him and said, we call him the gazelle for a reason. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he laughed too. I was like, nice. Yeah. yeah it's a great joke. <laughs> he seemed to be a guy that likes to talk soccer. So we fit in well, we fit mm-hmm. well there. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the atmosphere, I mean, Chicago, beautiful day is mm-hmm. always a good time, especially in Chicago in the summer is amazing. But I felt like one is a bigger crowd than we've seen. And two, everyone was in very good spirits. It was just a great day to be out seeing a game. I was very happy with that. For sure. I would second all of those things. And I don't know, what just what a just a beautiful day in Chicago. Good stuff. Love it. Uh, anyone else that kind of stuck out to you? I thought Tehran was very good and he was replaced by Olmsberg late, but I thought he was impressive. Tehran had those like massive throw-ins, right? Oh, yeah. Like yeah, throughout he, the game. Yeah, those were pretty good, cool. It's a good weapon for yeah. us. I like that. 
yeah, that that is a fun element to watch in the game. I'm trying to think of any other big time standouts, and the fact that it's taken me a second there kind of probably tells you my answer. So <laughs> it was more of no. a, a side of two teams sort of shutting each other down, more like the fire shutting the crew down, and then the fire grabbing something, which I felt they deserved. I felt the fire were the better team on the day. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, let's look actually at what's next for the Fire. Coming up, uh, similarly to the Red Stars, Fire have a game on Wednesday. The pod won't be released by then, but hopefully we'll be celebrating a win over Miami. Just for some context there, they're one of the worst teams at creating goals, similar to Columbus, actually. Hopefully we can have a similar result, and it's the start of a six-game road trip. Those are always tough. Uh, Yeah, let's get a W. Moving forward into the second game of our six-game road trip, as I mentioned, we're playing Orlando City at Orlando City on Saturday, August 21st at 7 p.m. Central Time. Last time we played, they had more of the ball and created more shots, but the fire had the better chances, and we did come away 3-1. to We also played, it was one of our first times we used the back three, which I, of course, love and have been spouting all season. Uh, Orlando like did score up, first. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Orlando did score first, and then we came rocketing back, which is, and they have, uh, Orlando have one of the better defenses, especially when you talk about the numbers. It's been not as good of late, and hopefully we can take advantage of that. I hope so too, but I feel like we got lucky the first time we beat them. So, mixed, mixed <laughs> bag for me. Mixed bag for me, for sure. We'll see how it happens. I'll go with a draw. I hope for, I'm hoping for a draw on the road. I think that's, that's smart of you. I think we got them. I think we can get a one niller sim- similar to the Columbus game. Just shut everything else down and maybe we'd nick one. That would be fantastic. That's great. I'm glad you're here to be optimistic and uh, <laughs> make me change my mind maybe. So yeah, that Saturday, I'll be ready to be all in on the fire. Just you wait. I'll be hyped up texting you and Alex and everybody else. So. <laughs> I am very frightened of Nani. Mm. If he gets a start and our wing backs slash center backs, he will. Well, that was, that was the other thing with the last game, right? Nani didn't come on until like the last 20 minutes or so. Mm. Like, yeah. And then Pereira has been, we're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Pereira has been in and out and I, he's a very high quality player and say it's Pereira in there. And then Nani out there out wide. Jimenez is not really going to know who to cover. He'll probably just follow Pereira around, but that's he's too smart of a player to just man mark because he'll just drag you out of the game and out of position. Yeah. Definitely two players we need to be aware of. Uh, of course, Tesho Akindele, who's been in the MLS for quite a while. He'll probably start up top. Chris Mueller is a threat and has been... We've seen him for the U.S. national team. I think... I still think we got him. Although the more I'm talking, the more I'm knocking myself out of it. One nil fire. Oh Let's man, go. we just flip. <laughs> we we flip spots there. No, nah, we're still. We're, we're just still let us keep money. talking when it's just us two, and we'll yeah. completely have the opposite opinion by the time we're done with the conversation. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least we didn't both agree that they were going to win at first, and then talk each other out of yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Any more to discuss with the fire or do we want to move right into our game of the week? I think it's time to do the game of the week for sure. Let's go. Got Tottenham versus City. Yeah, you know I wanted to talk about this one. Yes, it's all about Brady. (laughs) 
<laughs> this was a 10.30 a.m. game on Sunday the 15th, and I got to watch it from my favorite soccer bar, The Atlantic. Uh, was awesome. Come on, you Spurs against Man City and Tottenham. Come away one nothing with the victory. Big results. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, just unexpected. riding up on cloud nine. <laughs> yeah, definitely unexpected. But I thought Nuno showed himself really well here. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump right into lineups, Dave. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> City came out with the most expensive 11 in the Premier League ever. Most expensive oh, starting 11. And that does sound it was all nice. over social media. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Ederson in goal, of course. Jao Cancelo outright. Ruben Diaz, Nathan Ake, Benjamin Mendy across the back line. And then they played a 4 3 3. They're typical. This is Pep. Uh, Ilkay Gundian, uh, Grealish, and Fernandinho in the midfield, and then Sterling, Ferran Torres, and Riyad Mahrez up top. And then Spurs came out. So we knew that was going to happen. Spurs came out in their own 4 3 3. Loris in goal. We had Tanganga start out wide right, which I was surprised at. Eric Dyer, Davinson Sanchez, Serge Reguillon. And then we had. Oliver Skip, Emil Hoiberg, and Deli Ali in the midfield. And then the forwards were Bergwijn, Lucas Mora, and then Sun played the central point. What I really liked about how the Spurs played and what I didn't see coming was they played a really, really tight 4-3-3. And the, the three in the midfield and the three up top were within the center circle as far as width. And one thing that I kept thinking was Pep Guardiola hates the outside back to outside midfielder or outside winger pass. He just think on the same side, I mean, because he just thinks it moves play up in a very predictable way. It's really easy to defend. And so he hates that pass. Nuno says, take that pass. It just allowed kind of that width, but we had extra people to get to the, the dangerous Sterling and, Mares when we needed them to. Otherwise, you weren't going to come straight down the middle through us, which I really liked. Although the first 15 minutes were all city. Yeah. But I mean, they tend to just dominate games like that, though, mm-hmm. especially in early, early parts of the game. As long as you get to kind of ride out those waves and somehow get out of it, you know, that's when that's when you beat City, which you guys that, do. So. It is the key because getting out, especially first 15 minutes. Spurs were not able to do so. And that's because uh, Man City have a really good repress. So even when they lose the ball, they've got so many bodies right around the top of that 18 that are just cycling around and are pretty open constantly. It's easy for them to win the ball, keep it and sustain that dangerous pressure that they have. Right. Did you notice that Grealish almost got himself a penalty immediately? Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just not shocked. Yeah. (laughs) He was a little emotional this game. I can just constantly on the ground and whining with the ref. So yeah, that's just, that's his, uh, this is kind of play. Like he almost earned it though, you know, so good for him. (laughs) It is his MO. His, that little move where he's carrying it on the outside of the foot and he can go straight ahead or Mm -hmm. cut around you 
it's so impressive every time I watch it. I guess play. I should I should clarify. I'm implying that he flops, but I guess you know this was <laughs> earned. So <laughs> I mean it was soft, but I think it was definitely yeah. a foul. But Skip caught him, uh Oliver Skip just caught him right outside the box, <laughs> which much preferred than inside the box. Yes. Lucked out. Uh after the first 15, though, like you said, I think the Spurs held themselves held their own. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think it was fair too. And you got to be feeling pretty good, like going in the half, like nil, nil, you know, certainly. And one of the things, yeah. And one of the things that was working really well, which I'm sure Pep is pissed about, but right down the middle, we'd make one or two passes and then just go right at their defense really directly. Uh, It seemed like their underbelly was quite soft in this game. And maybe it's Fernandinho not being able to track. He's another year Mm -hmm. older, you know, that kind of thing. And then, Bergwijn is a speedster. Lucas Moore is a speedster. And Sun, the whole point of the day was to get Sun in 1v1 situations. And uh, yes. it definitely worked, didn't it? It did, didn't it? <laughs> that we'll goal move. in the 55th minute. Yep, we'll move right to it. Uh, Sun with a really nice goal here. Lucas, an overhead flick of a clearance right to Bergwijn, who carries it, again, just straight up the gut, right down the field. Sun pulled out wide to the right and is 1v1 with Ake. Quick scissor fakes to the right and then cuts to his left foot, curls it into the far post. Diaz does kind of a half dive, but obviously can't touch it with his hand. Ederson is rude to the spot and it's a lovely curling finish. Yeah, it was a sweet goal. And it's nice that he's right back on the board there. You know, good for Mm -hmm. him. (laughs) Good to start that way. And after Pep called the Spurs the... Kane, the Harry Kane team. It's pretty fun to see us beat Pep without Kane with a different goal scorer like Sun and he's that smile, that that sunny yeah. smile. I love it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then yeah, I don't know. I get I guess it does leave you with some optimism if if Kane does end up leaving, you know. You know, you still have Sun, which is huge. So hey. Right. The guy's still and- a stud. It might seem like this goal was lucky or something like that. I think it's perfectly schemed. It's exactly what the Spurs were trying to do and what City were giving them was right up the gut, find a way to get Sun one-on-one, and it looked like an NBA clear-out play. I think it was, yeah, Bergwijn and Ali both go to the far post, just like, take it, your ball, let's see what happens here, and I love it when it works out. (laughs) That's awesome. So then do you feel like the next... 35 minutes though, like afterwards, what, what was, what, what were your thoughts on like Spurs then? Cause like kind of for me, I was thinking like, Oh boy, like city equalizer looked pretty imminent here and there, especially like those last 10 minutes, like De Bruyne and Graylish had some pretty good possession and looks, but I, don't, I wanted to see how you guys were feeling, you know, being all there together amongst your Spurs fans. Was there yeah. some, uh, uh, group, my uh, homer is confidence there. Like <laughs> yeah, there was certainly some group think, uh, I, I mean, I, I felt very confident. I think to be fair to myself, there were counterattacking opportunities still available for the Spurs. Like Bergwijn had one that he should have put away honestly, and he didn't. And I'll, I, I thought he actually could have played better except for he's always going to work hard. He always works hard in the, the midfield. And I do appreciate him for that. And then, was a obviously an outlet as far as countering. But I think I think Spurs kept City at bay and in places they didn't want to be. I thought Tanganga 
was really impressive. Just nice. being a youngster against Sterling and Grealish, I thought that was excellent. I thought Skip did a good job because after the first 15 minutes, you don't really think about him anymore, which is exactly what you want from a center midfield <laughs> player who is ready to you know, just try and shuttle things from back to front. Um, I don't think this will be the way the Spurs play all season, nor do I want it to be. But I think against City, it worked perfectly, and Nuno really I was gonna seemed say, to have a good time. Got to talk up, up your boy Nuno now. Like that was a good move, right? Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. maybe don't go with your normal plan, but he definitely uh, was able to think and and outthink Pep in this one. So that was cool. A little bit. I. It's simple, you know, but I think using Pep's hatred of a specific outlet pass against him is always going to be smart. Uh, the Spurs seemed confident. They seemed like they knew where they were going to go. I think Sun did a couple things where he wanted to turn around at the top of the box and that went away at halftime. I think Nuno said to Sun, no, 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 we're going right at goal. <laughs> Don't, no more trying to pass and possess right. against a team that yes. wants to press you. <laughs> Yeah, totally um, makes sense. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other things that were exciting or, or bad or anything like that. I think, well, comparing it to Mourinho last season, who you would think it's a similar concept, you know, coiled spring, let's counterattack, let's defend with intensity. However, Mourinho played that 4-2-3-1. And I think this 4-3-3 kind of creating a a a box of players in front of your back four. I thought it worked really well. And I wonder if we'll keep doing that. I think maybe against a heavier crossing team, we might not want to do that just because there was space out on the wings or maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, We'll see what he wants to do there. I think some other things we should talk about will be fascinating to see if Kane is back against the wolves next week. What do you think? I've been hearing rumors that, there is a possibility for a midweek start in the UEFA Conference League mm. with for Kane. So Get some I would there. say if you're a Tottenham fan, kind of look towards that in the middle of the week and as maybe a sign of what might happen the following weekend. So This might be me being an absolute homer. So I want your opinion. <laughs> Do you think beating City changes Kane's mind at all? No. No, I personally do <laughs> that not. Was so fast. No. no, I just think that I would assume that he's like in a headspace right now where that that doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, they lost to you guys, but they're going to still be competing for the title. You know, like right. You're right. come the end of the season, no matter what happens, the city's going to be there. No matter who the other, the leading teams are, you know, they're going to be in the race. So I think that this does not do that. I could see why normally you would think that, but uh, I do not. And it, that would go even that. if he was playing on Liverpool and decided to leave. Like, I think same thing. Like, I think mm-hmm. he either wants to stay or he doesn't. And I don't think this particular game had an impact on that. I think that's astute. However, I disagree just because I want to. <laughs> I really want <laughs> I want him to stay. I want him to want to of be Of course you do. How uh, could you? Also... I think it's fascinating that Nuno is about to play his old team pretty much immediately. That's right. coming next week. I hope it's not just sit and counter like it was this week. I don't think it should be against the Wolves. No. Uh, very 
interested to see what he'll do there. Sweet. Okay, Dave, what do you think? Do you think we've talked about Spurs enough? You want to talk yeah, about fine. their Thursday Let's battle? In the con- oh, Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, On to- nobody wants to. You don't even want to do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't at all. <laughs> Uh, let's move right on to Liverpool, who they themselves had a good start to the Premier League. Yeah, it's kind of more of like an obligatory good start when you play Norwich City, the newly <laughs> promoted, you know, squad. True. But you know, it was just good to see the you know the motor starting up again. Um, uh, Virgil Van Dyke got the start, which is okay. awesome. It's huge, and that he started huge. alongside some Matip, which is also great. Um, Andy Robertson. Uh, you know, I'd picked up an injury, like it was something with one of his legs. So he's going to be out for a few weeks. So Simicus ended up getting the start on the left, um, at, at left back. When did you look all right? Uh, we picked him up last season, but he okay. never outplayed uh, Andy Robertson. Hard to so, do. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it is very difficult. But the whole thought process was it would take a while for him to get, um, on board, like in, and kind of up to speed as a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of the Liverpool players, it seems to take a little extra time. And then I think this just presented an opportunity, like after having been on the squad for a year, um, you know, this was his opportunity. Has he even proved enough? Like, sure. Is that battle maybe closer than we really think and get to see? Cause Klopp never really says so in, in preseason, he's looked good. I think he looked decent this game as well. Cool. Um, People that did not look great. Milner looked kind of old. I thought uh, um, Chamberlain looked kind of poor as well. I I don't understand the point in starting him anymore. Uh, I guess, except for the fact that you don't have Wijnaldum or Henderson playing. You know, Wijnaldum's Mm. gone and over to PSG to join that financial fair play uh, BS. And then, um, (laughs) you know, Henderson, I think, is still... uh, still kind of mending just a little bit of injuries from the summer and you know, that towards the end of last year. So I think once like the, the midfield's kind of up and running again, you know, Liverpool are going to be really dangerous, but this is a game where you don't really need it. You know, the front three I mean, looked great. Mont- yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just three, nothing seemed to go. Okay. Yeah. No, you, I did want to, I'm complaining, but you know, yeah, you pooped on <laughs> Milner a little bit there for no reason. He's been such a good soldier for you. One. No, he has, he has been. I also, I might be being fooled so. by the internet, but I saw somewhere that he ran the most, the longest distance of anyone in the, he may have. League, yeah. Uh, yeah. This weekend, which is, you know, just, out I think there, it's still just, doing it. he's a good presence out there. I just don't know how many games he plays 90, you know, yeah, like, I think that's fair. But yeah, no, I think it, I, yeah, I, I did poo poo him, but like he, <laughs> yeah, he's important to the squad. I think he is a leader. I think people love the guy. So like, it's not like he's going to go anywhere. I just don't, if he's the starter for the entire season, that could be a problem. Like mm. at least in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, you know, Fabinho didn't come on until, um, I don't know if it was the, I think it might've been the second half. Like he's some of you expect to see every day. Uh, they did uh, put on Harvey Elliott for a bit, um, as well as uh, Bobby Firmino. Uh, so, like again, the front three looked really good. Um, Joda and Sala each got a goal um, to open up their books right away. Uh, Sala had a really cool stat where he set a record of uh, like five uh, five years in a row where he had scored on the opening like day of the EPL 
which is you, like the brand new record. I guess it was it was at four for a while. So he loves really cool to see of a season, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> but I did want to make a, a comment about that too. Is that I'm pretty sure two of those five were against Norwich City. Mm. So you know you could you could put a little asterisk in the book, I guess. There, so stepping uh, on the canaries. Yes, yes, yeah, stepping them out like a fire. Yeah, just put it out. <laughs> uh, the and then the Bobby Firmino sub uh, led to a goal as well. So uh, I don't know it's good to see him score because he's always been in kind of questionable form over the last few years, but. You know, I don't. He, I, I've always liked him. He, he ends up playing like kind of like a an interesting false nine, like assist guy. But mm-hmm. it was cool to it was cool to see him score on opening day. So good for him. So other than that, uh, they play Burnley this upcoming weekend. So it should be another easy three points. So that's it for Liverpool. Cool. Good start for them. Good start for the Spurs. We would touch on Chelsea, Herman's team, but. We're going to leave that for him because neither one of us yeah. really want to talk about Chelsea I mean, that much. I will say real quick, uh, sure. uh, Captain America got a goal. So okay. They're very important. We good will start, always yes. mention the captain. Captain. Have to. Otherwise, we'll leave most of the news for Herman when, on his yes. triumphant return next week. Which brings us a pretty quick one with just us two rehashing things. That will bring us to our game of the week announcement for next week, which is we're sticking with the Premier League. It's Chelsea versus Arsenal, August 22nd at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. Premier League forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to let you only choose <laughs> Premier League games, but for a while, it I'm good with the it. the best. That's fine. It's the best we got this week, guys, <laughs> by far. I secretly hate both of these teams, which will make it very fun for me to watch and just kind of rip both at the same time. I don't secretly hate both teams. I oh, no? <laughs> oh, no, you're not. As, <laughs> not so much a secret for Dave wears his heart on his sleeve. Do you want to go right into predictions or do you want to talk more about these two teams? I think real quick, I think Chelsea looked very convincing and week one, they had a 3-0 win. Yeah, Arsenal... Slipped up against uh, newly promoted Brentford uh, yes. this uh, weekend. So that, to me, it's uh, still going in two opposite directions there. You know, mm-hmm. so it's gonna it's gonna be let's see if uh, Arsenal could bounce back and kind of recover from what happened. But my suspicion is that that's not going to happen, and Chelsea mm-hmm. are gonna are gonna look pretty good here. So I will jump right into my prediction with oh, that sure. uh, and say three to one Chelsea. I I agree. I don't think Arsenal will score, however. I think 2-0. It'll be a pretty easy win for Chelsea. And Arsenal do not get a goal. Do you remember walking to the fire game? There's a you know 10, 15-minute walk from the train. And we ended up walking next to a Arsenal, I'm just going to say, quote-unquote, fan. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that jersey had not been touched yet, I don't think. I was thinking it was the first time he was I wearing it. I don't even know if it was a brand new one or not. They kind of tend to look the same year to year. But, True. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I thought it like, almost had the sticker on it still. But we yeah. we saw him late, and then we thought, what if we surrounded him and just started buzzing like bees? <laughs> Yeah, I did buzz, but I don't think he picked up on what I was doing. So <laughs> I didn't notice that you're not a real fan. I. <laughs> <laughs> braver man than I. Um, yeah, but we we 
you know, we left him alone mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Uh, so we both agree that Chelsea should take a win. I'm going to guess that Herman's guess would be three nothing. We should have contacted him before this, but you know, I we'll just write him in at three now. That's fine. yeah. There you go. <laughs> He'll probably end up being right the first one to guess it exactly spot on. So <laughs> true, true, true. All right, to so to to go back through some of the games that are coming up. Red Stars are playing Louisville again on Wednesday. Hopefully, we're celebrating a win when this podcast is released. Similarly, the Fire play Inter-Miami also on Wednesday, both August 18th. Again, let's celebrate a win next time we're on the pod. That'd be fun. Uh, And then the game that we actually did get to talk a little bit about, Fire play Orlando City in Orlando, August 21st at 7 p.m. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for our Homer teams. Spurs play. We've got a conference league game on Thursday. We've got Wolves on Sunday. Do you know when Liverpool plays next? Uh, Liverpool are playing Burnley. Uh, oh, got to get wake up early for this one before the sun's up. 6.30 a.m. Saturday, August 21st. So will you it'll be, be a good one to get up early for, though. So. Will you be rolling out of bed for that? I will roll out of bed to the couch and may or may not be awake the entire time, depending on how much sleep I get. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll wake up every time Liverpool score, which will probably be, you know, five times. I'm going to yeah. keep on saying five until they score five. Nice. Goals in the game. So <laughs> five nil. That's my prediction. <laughs> I, I think actually Burnley will put up a good fight. I think they will too. Yeah. They, no, they I, always tend to, while they're not the most exciting, they, they will put up a good fight and it'll be probably much more, much more close than you'd think. So three, one. 3-1 Liverpool. <laughs> nice adjustment. I, I think that's fair. I am intrigued by Spurs playing Wolves. Always fun to play against your old club. And Nuno knows that whole squad very well. Hopefully he can use that to his advantage. And then just touching back on the Chicago Fire versus Orlando. I'm hopeful we can get, we can steal a goal, steal a win. That would be great. I think so. That that would be awesome. Still going to stick with my draw, uh, okay. one one. But hey, you know that'd be that'd be awesome. We flipped again. It's fine. <laughs> no, I think we'll beat Miami though. So. Yeah, we'll we'll celebrate that. We'll go. Woo, we beat them. But you know, yeah. we don't know yet. All right. Uh, moving on to our closing thoughts. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Windy City Wingers. Also, we have a Patreon. It's in our bio on Instagram. It's also, you can just kind of Google it, find it. But what's fun about that is, you know, we'd love for you to just give us money just because, but the Patreon will start to be an exclusive space for some things. I know that we have a blooper reel that's going up fairly soon if it's not up already. So give us a couple dollars and you'll get to hear us mess up repeatedly. And it is quite hysterical and we do do it fairly often. Yeah. I'd say it's about half mess ups, half content. So you know, <laughs> there's plenty of things to pick. from. So. Ah, 64. <laughs> <laughs> also, please email us at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. It doesn't start with an at. I just read that poorly, but we'll go with it. <laughs> Also, my socials, I am at stat underscore bro on Twitter. 
And then on Instagram, I am at BradTheBard13. I wrote a really good preview piece. I'm just going to toot my own horn for a second here. Wrote a really good preview piece for DCU versus Nashville this weekend and pretty much called exactly what was going to happen. If you want to celebrate in hindsight with me, go ahead and check it out on Twitter. Um, I also said that Seattle was going to beat Portland, but I think we all knew that. Everybody knew that. Yeah. It just seems like they have their number right now. Not as fun as it used to be that rivalry. Yeah. (laughs) Dave, hit them with your socials. Yeah, I am WCW Dave on both Twitter and Instagram. Just yell at me or something, you know, so I could yell at you back and not feel bad about it. So, <laughs> uh, I hope to see some early text messages from you when Burnley are playing Liverpool. That would be fun. Yeah, when I Burnley will not be getting out to Liverpool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, yes. yeah, uh, short and sweet one for you guys. Thanks for listening as always, and uh, yeah. Keep on winging it.